Amazon recently announced that covered entities and business associates can build so-called HIPAA-eligible applications to allow Amazon's Alexa voice assistant technology to transmit and receive protected health information. But what does that mean and how does it work? I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with John Brownstein, Chief Innovation Officer at Boston Children's Hospital, John will be speaking to us about a new HIPAA-eligible Alexa voice assistant technology application that Boston Children's Hospital has developed and how it is keeping patient information private and secure. So, John, for starters, can you briefly describe what the hospital's new enhanced recovery after surgery application using Alexa voice technology is and how it works? Absolutely. And before I get into that, I want to describe the fact that the hospitals has been working in voice uh, for several years now, since 2016, where we saw the sort of increased adoption of smart speakers in the home and you know, the massive sort of deployment they have very broadly. We really believe that there's massive opportunity to think about how these technologies can be used from a healthcare perspective. And in fact, we built the first skill for the Alexa platform that had health content. It was called KidsMD. It's still available, and it's all about providing guidance and information about acute conditions to parents and guardians about their kids and, you know, what ails them. From that perspective, we've really thought about, well, what are the broad, broad opportunities in voice? You know, you have this device in the home that has access to incredible amounts of information. Why not make it the hub of medical know-how? And we've been thinking about the sort of broad to the use cases. And as we have been working with Amazon and the opportunities around uh, HIPAA compliance, the first sort of foray into that was with this post-discharge scale. The idea really is simply we have patients recovering from cardiac surgery, and as much as we can retain some level of engagement across the recovery process, the more that we can stay tuned to any deviations from planned recovery and intervene if needed. And so the idea of the skill is to make actually something that was done via text message and web as simple to use for consumers as possible. And voice represents a really easy platform to do things like provide content, to provide information about upcoming appointments, but even more importantly, an ability for patients to engage around the course of their recovery. So logging things like pain scores, appetite, activity levels, and so this becomes a, a new channel of data collection that care teams can receive and essentially in real time have a view uh, on that recovery process. We're deploying it in this cohort of patients, but of course the broad application in patient discharge and the even bigger view of how virtual care is extending the reach of the hospital and improving our ability to maintain a connection with patients that's not just sort of one-off through appointments. And that's why we're, we're really excited about this sort of this first step in using these technologies. So now, John, Amazon is calling these so-called Alexa healthcare skills HIPAA-eligible. What does HIPAA-eligible mean? It means essentially that they are maintaining HIPAA compliance in these use cases. So we've actually signed BAAs with, with, with Amazon, and there are specific types of compliance that they're adhering to in the protection of patient data. And so we can, and enables us, whereas before we had skills that 
sort of existed in a bubble where patients could potentially access information but had zero connectivity back to the hospital, now we can actually maintain a connection to patient-related information to push information into the patient record. So in terms of patient information that gets generated or exchanged when using this application with Children's Hospital, how is the data being secured? How are you keeping it private? So Amazon has had a long history of work in the HIPAA compliance space. And in fact, we've worked with Amazon for years with their AWS. They understand how to take data and maintain it in cloud-hosted servers in an environment that adheres to all the correct standards when you're thinking about patient information. And they've now adapted that view that they already have, that infrastructure, to include the Alexa environment. Now, we do a lot in working with Amazon to make sure that it's the right patient, you know, connected. So we do account linking, we use a voice pin. You know, there's certain protections that are used as a way to make sure that we're working with the right patient or the right parents or guardians of that patient. So does this information get stored or processed or transmitted via Amazon's cloud services? And is Amazon considered a HIPAA business associate in the context of this application? And what is Amazon's role in terms of protecting the security and privacy of this information? I can't speak on behalf of, of Amazon, but yes, we're a business associate, and we've, of course, gone through extensive privacy and compliance review and make sure that, you know, of course, they're adhering to the existing standards that we as an organization would have with any sort of vendor relationship where there's this extension of the work of the hospital. So, John, you also mentioned that there's something in in place so that you can verify the identity or PIN. How how does that work? Well, very simply, when you're you're enabling the Alexa skill, you're doing essentially a linking of your patient portal to the link Alexa account. So we've done, we do one sort of connection that is done by the, the parent or guardian. But then when you enact the skill, you have to put in a voice pin, like a, a four-digit code that only you know in order to be able to access the skill itself. So now what do you see as some of the main challenges in securing and keeping this data private and the conversations that involve the voice technology to keep those private? For instance, it was recently reported that Amazon workers sometimes listen to Alexa command recordings in order to improve the performance of Alexa. How can you be sure that patients' privacy will not be somehow breached? Again, I mean, we spend a lot of time working with Amazon through working through our privacy and compliance and and how they essentially work with the data that's collected, where it's stored, how it's utilized and brought and, and, and essentially interacted with our patient portal, you know, this is very similar to a lot of different vendors that we work with, regardless if it's voice or text messaging tools, mobile apps. I mean, there's a variety of different ways that data can be collected. And so we have a very long-standing process at the hospital to make sure that we understand the full architecture and how essentially the data flows and, and it, again, adheres to the existing standards. When a patient or a parent gives a command, does it then get recorded into their portal so that, you know, if they want to go back to the doctor and say, hey, this is the information that I pass along, would it be available to them? Right now, the way that we're doing it is essentially, you know, recording specific input. So what we're trying to do is collect 
very specific data elements about the patient's sort of successful recovery. Um, and that's really sort of what we're, what we're doing. We're just pulling in that kind of information at, at this stage. So, John, what's next for children's when it comes to other potential HIPAA-eligible Alexa applications? It's a really exciting time um, in this emerging technology. We're definitely taking things slow. We want to deploy this broadly, this um, recovery tool, and really see how you know the acceptance of it and how well it works, and we're going to be doing some great evaluation. We do see extension of discharge broadly without an opportunity in remote patient monitoring. And then, of course, there's a broad set of use cases in voice more generally, whether it's within the hospital walls or outside. And so, I mean, there's a long list of very exciting opportunities that are emerging uh, with voice. But for now, what we're trying to do is make sure that what we're deploying today with patients is working and, and really is optimizing the patient experience. Because at the end of the day, you know, we're not trying to deploy technology for the sake of it. We're really trying to make sure that what we're doing is, is improving the experience reducing barriers for information access and ultimately benefiting the recovery process for patients. Thanks, John. I've been speaking to John Brownstein. I'm Marian Kolbazak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.